in three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Episode one of a continuing who knows how long series this is going to go for, but I've been wanting to do this for such a long time, <laughs> but uh, never got around to it until today. So strap yourselves in, guys, uh, as we just talk about pretty much everything that's going on in life, in your life, in my life, in everyone's life. Uh, what's... Yeah, what's on the tip of everyone's tongue? That's what we're here to talk about. And I'm here to just give you my honest, godforsaken opinion on things. The way I say it is the way I say it. And if you like it, or you hate it, or you love it, that's totally cool. Okay, we cool. We cool, bro. <laughs> we cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. As you noticed, it is very cold here in North America as we are slowly descending upon darkness and the cold weather and winter and all Christmas and all that. So I thought I'd just throw up some ambient Thailand beaches for you <laughs> here to look at and enjoy the waves crashing as you drive to and from work. In, tr in cold traffic, miserable traffic. And uh, every winter, you know, I, I'm always tempted to leave uh, North America for greater beaches and sand, most, most notably Thailand. But we'll get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. So first of all, I want to talk about... Uh, my head. <laughs> We're going to talk about shaving your head. Okay, so first of all, maybe you didn't notice. Oh my God! What happened to your hair, Justin? Yes, look. Take a good gander. About two months ago, I shaved my head. Now, the reason why I shaved my head was, was for many reasons. So first of all, before I shaved my head, I grew my hair to the longest length as possible. So my hair was pretty much down to my shoulders. And obviously this was happening during summertime. So uh, as I was, I don't know, working out and just enjoying my summer, I had uh, this long hair to contend with. And this hair was, first time I had grown my hair the longest possible. And I just did it for a challenge, you know? I saw what was happening Happen around town. I see Keanu Reeves growing his hair long. I see Jason Momoa growing his hair long. I see a lot of guys going for that beach surfer look for the summertime going around town. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll grow my hair out just for a challenge, just for fun, because I've never done it this long before. And I did it. And I'm, I'm proud to say, yeah, I accomplished what I wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, you, you can see, like, early photos or footage of me in YouTube videos with long hair, you could decide if it looks good on me or not. But to me, I didn't like it because it was just just too difficult to manage. You know, I, you know, I exercise a lot, and the back of my neck was constantly wrapped with hair. It was covered with hair, so it kind of acted like a scarf all the time when I was sleeping, when I was exercising, running, whatever. 
it felt very uncomfortable, you know, because you need ventilation when you exercise, especially. You need a way for that air, that heat, that air to escape your body. So, from a practical standpoint, when you're an if you're an active person like myself, having long hair is such a burden. It looks good. I don't know. Some chicks may dig it, but to me, it, it just it didn't suit me. It's just too hard to manage. Plus, you gotta take really long showers to, you know, wash it, and you gotta dry it. It takes long. It's it's such. It's like having a dog. <laughs> it's like you're you're managing it, and your hair becomes like a dog, a little dog that you have to take care of. You know, you gotta groom it, take care of it, clean it, make sure it's tidy. Oh, all that it's always with you. So I chop. So the complete opposite of having long hair was just shaving my head and i did it because yeah i was tired of long hair and i wanted just to be free of all of that that weight so if you've never shaved your head before in your life do it do it do it as emperor palpatine would say do it we'll get into star wars by the way don't worry we will later on in this episode but if you're a guy or a girl, even if you are a girl, hey, there's no exception. You should shave your hair at least once in your lifetime. Why? First of all, if there ever was a reset button in life, it would be shaving your head. I mean, sure, you can say, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to start working out or tomorrow I can do this. or Tomorrow I will change my life doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's nice. That's all talk. But when you shave your head... It's permanent. You you live with it for the next several months, years <laughs> to come as you wait for it to grow. And it's a reminder. There is a reason why monks shave their heads. There is a reason why nuns, some nuns, will shave their heads. You don't know what's underneath that cowl. There's a reason why people who are dedicated or who are trying to focus on something in their lives, shave their heads. Because hair is a distraction. I mean, what's the point of keeping hair? To keep our heads warm. What if we uh, didn't need to have hair in the first place and use something else to keep our heads warm, like a toque or a hat or, or whatever we can wrap our heads with, cloth. So when you read, when you think of it that way, you know what's the reason why we have hair? It's just for vanity, just to look good, to be attractive, you know. Yes, I like having long. I love a medium length hair, kind of like Beatles, shaggy look. Looks good on most Asians, especially me. It lot of it. It suits my personality actually. I'm a pretty cute personality, so I need a cute haircut. So. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to keep shaving my head. I just shave my head once and then grow it out. And then I just leave it be. Let it grow. But if you are a woman, there's no excuse. You can shave your head too. I mean, there's so many stars that shave their heads. Like not, not just Britney Spears. I'm talking about like, for example, Natalie Portman. She looks good. Charlize Theron. They shave their heads for movie roles or whatever. But... You need a reset button, okay? Whether you're a guy or a girl. Restart your life. You want a fresh start, clean slate. 
get over a, a bad breakup, get over a, this this depression or a hump in life, just this this rope bumps. You know, if you want to start over, the the ultimate reset button is just shaving your head, just letting it all go. Okay, just just clean your scalp. Let your scalp breathe. You know, and you'll just. If you haven't shaved your head, it's it's a wonderful sensation after you shave your head. It's all that that weight is gone, all that hair, that distraction is gone. You can totally focus on anything because the hair won't get in your way and won't get in your face. You don't have to wash it. You, your your showers are so quick in the mornings. It's amazing. You don't need any hair products. You don't have to spend money on haircuts. Just think about how much time you can save when you have. No hair, okay. And the way I shaved my head is, I bought some clippers, shaved it. Just took like ten minutes in the bathroom. You can do it. Anybody can do it. Okay. You don't need to be a genius. All you need to do is just keep going, keep adding it, grilling. And then when I say shave your head, I don't say you don't have to like be a skinhead. You know, people think like shaving a head means like, oh, I'm gonna like, yeah, go down to the skin. No, you don't have to go to that that extreme. You can just get like a really close shave, like a buzz cut. All right. So what I mean by like buzz is that here. I'll take a look. Here are some just photos, random photos of Asian guys and girls <laughs> shaving their shaving their heads, whether they like to or not. Some yeah, becoming. Monks in a monastery, or going to the Korean army—that's mandatory for most Korean guys. This girl here, she shaved. She's a Japanese pop star. Shaved her head. Here's the thing. In Asia, in particular, shaving your head is is very disgraceful from their point of view. You know, because guys, they shave their heads only when they have to enter the army. And that's just really sad point in their life. You know, they lose their girlfriends, they they give up on what they had in life, then they commit for two years of serving in the army, they give up their looks. Yeah, and then once they get out of the army, what they they all do? They all grow their hair out as long as they can. So, whoever shaves their head voluntarily in Asia is kind of strange, and <laughs> not compared to like the West. So this girl here, this Japanese pop star, she shaved her head for being. Some some controversy, disgraceful, as apologize, asking for forgiveness. But yeah, like oh look, Dem Demi Moore, see, perfect example. See, she looks, she looks cute, even with a shaved head. You know, even if you are a girl, I don't. Who cares? Who cares what people think? You know what I would think. If someone said, like, if I was a girl and someone said, why did you shave your head? I would just say to them, I have cancer. I'm going through a leukemia treatment. That would shut them up. Okay? That's that's the best excuse. Just say, none of your goddamn business. It's just what I wanted. It takes a lot of guts to shave your head, whether you're a guy or a girl, voluntarily. Okay? <laughs> this kid... <laughs> he probably did something bad and oh young monks he's a monk that's why yeah losing your hair <sighs> but it's not that bad and it you know it's so rejuvenating once you lose all that hair you start rubbing your head a lot constantly you know it's like you you love you, you start be 
getting to know your head more. You you start to get to, you build a relationship better with your scalp. You start touching your head. You start rubbing your head voluntarily because it feels so good when you rub your head. It's like wow, oh, it feels good. It's like you know, you know. When was the last time you touched your head and rubbed it when you had hair? Probably not never because you had the wax or the gel, the hair product, hairspray. You didn't want to ruin the shape. I, I believe believe me, I've been there. But when I shave my head, I start building that 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 relationship with my head again, with my hand. I start touching it a lot. Girls touch it. It's just, it's an attention grabber. But me, I like shaving my head. It's just like burning, burning the crops, let, letting the crops breathe, you know? Let, let the soil breathe in order for new hair to sprout, you know? Because, you know... You do. We do so much bad stuff to our hair. We put this, these products in it. We we color it with these chemicals. Or we expose it to uh, the elements. Like for example, me, I swim in chlorinated pools all the time, so that really just damages my hair. All sorts of stuff we 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 put our hairs through. It's time to give our hair a break. You know, just let just clean it all a fresh slate. And just let it grow naturally. That's what I'd say. So. If you haven't shaved your head once, at least once in your life, you're missing out. Okay? And there's so many good examples. I mean, who knows what you look like? And who cares what people think if they say, oh, you look so ugly with shaved head? Who cares? You just wear a toque. Wear a, wear a baseball cap like me. Okay? It's so easy to cover it up when you're out and about. If you're, if you're really self-conscious. Okay? But, uh, yeah. Whenever whenever I see a guy that voluntarily shaves their head, or a girl, I'd say that person has balls. Respect, okay. Very few people have the balls to do an action like this. So shave your head, save some money, hit that reset button. It's the best tip I can give you for today. Okay, let's move on. Now you're probably wondering uh, why am I doing this podcast? It's a good question. I don't know either. <laughs> But there are influences. But, like, for example, H3 podcast. It's pretty funny. I watch it a few times. I watch the highlight reels. Joe Rogan podcast. Eh, iffy. I watch Joe Rogan based on the guest that is on the show. So, for example, Elon Musk. I watch that one. The uh, who, who else? Yeah, Elon Musk. That's that was pretty much the highlight. I I rarely watch Joe Rogan podcast to be honest because to be honest, I don't think Joe Rogan is very interesting. He's just just a, he's not a very intellectual person. He's not very interesting. And the thing about Joe Rogan is he's not funny to me. And he is a comedian. <laughs> and Whenever he tries to be funny or laughs with his guests, I I never laugh. And I think that's 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 really strange for me, you know, when someone says they are a comedian and when I watch them perform or try to be in their comedic state, it just does I don't laugh at all. But Joe Rogan has a way with people. I mean, pretty much he is like the standard, I would say, for like just connecting with people. You just meet for the first time. I mean, it's so simple for me, but 
this day and age, most people just are so socially awkward. They just don't know how to have a conversation with another person that they just met for, say, an hour or two and just keep talking like he does. Just imagine if you had Joe Rogan's job. You were a host for a podcast and you had to talk to somebody for an hour or two. Can you do it without looking at your phone, without depending on external resources, without having a co-host, without having a script or a teleprompter in front of you to read from? This day and age, it's so hard for people to do that, to have a conversation. Me, it's pretty easy just to talk to anybody. There's so much to talk about in life for me, from my point of view. But we'll get into that later on. That is a whole nother podcast dealing with smartphones and just social, the way society is, ugh, social skills and social media bullshit. Ah! So, to be honest, I don't really listen to podcasts a lot. I find most of them very boring. The hosts are very safe. They don't ask very fun questions <laughs> or people that make me laugh. If Dave Chappelle had a podcast and he was a host, I would definitely listen to that. But no, they're, they're, I've tried listening to podcasts in the past and they're so boring. Oh my God. Especially business podcasts. Like, oh, fucking boring. By the way, I will be swearing in this podcast. Oh, thank God. Thank fucking God. Because... <laughs> I like swearing because I'm a guy and guys swear or real guys swear if you didn't know that never trust a guy that doesn't swear have you ever met a guy in real life that never swore or sweared you know even if like he stubbed his toe or like he hurt, he hurt himself by accident in front of you yeah I've met a few of them and they're pretty weird weird people you know I wait for them to swear or I make sure that they try to swear. Like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with you? Hey, man, motherfucker, how you doing? <laughs> and I wait for them to reciprocate. You know, hey, motherfucker, how you doing? Ah, oh, pretty good, Justin, you motherfucker, how you doing? You know? Mind you, when I was a kid growing up, this is the way we talked. We just playfully dig at each other. It's playful. It's fun. We're not supposed to be, in this day and age, you you know, most kids, are, oh, you don't, you can't say that. You can't say that, Justin. You, you offend somebody. The point of saying this stuff is so that we can disarm all of that pride or that exterior shell that most of us carry around with us. You know, like, I'm a CEO. I'm an important person. I have this much money in the bank. Does not matter. None of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, it's just two humans standing in front of each other, just talking, shooting the real shit. Okay, it doesn't matter. And the way we connect is by digging at each other. You know, just making fun of each other. It's so surprising, this day and age, how easily offended, how sensitive people are. I just find it so odd. Like it, it makes me wonder, or makes me question why I speak English at all. You know, because if I was speaking Korean or Russian or another language, 
it wouldn't it wouldn't matter none of this stuff this being people being sensitive well well that's the way it is but let's just let's just drop the the pretentious bullshit okay let's just get down to the real talk okay real men swear that's an absolute fucking fact okay so get over it okay if you if you like dave Chappelle stand up material <laughs> which i love <laughs> then you'll you'll like what i say okay it's, it's very similar I, dave Chappelle, to be honest is the only guy that makes me laugh stand up wise I, I tried watching bill burr his latest special uh, that, something about that that fucking guy doesn't make me laugh and anything he says doesn't not make me laugh he's just he he reminds me of just like a worn out blue-pilled father and husband you know just that that dad that's been just burnt out and just oh, beaten down in life that's what he reminds me of sometimes yeah he has he he has his good good way of saying things good opinions on on women and all that he yeah he'll go into that but overall he's just he doesn't make me laugh no doesn't not make me laugh no the only comedian that makes me laugh two comedians that make me laugh are dave Chappelle, and i'll i'll get to the uh, second one a little bit later on on the podcast okay so yeah i was just trying to watch the hd podcast thank you <laughs> And then, uh, yeah. Good for you. Like, looking at her now, you look like oh, a model. Like, imp this woman. This fucking woman. This beach whale. Now, the good thing about HT Podcast, other than other podcasts, is that Ethan specifically says whatever he wants to say. There's no filter in him, right? He swears, says whatever he wants. That's what I like about the HT Podcast. You know, I don't like the way he looks. He's a fat fucker. Definitely needs to lose weight. But him, combined with his wife, Hila, she's it's a perfect combination. Yin and yang, right? It's like you've got the extroverted person, the alpha person. It's just Ethan. And then you have introverted, just quiet person that compliments, which is Hila. They both work so well together on the podcast, you know? And it makes me wonder, like, if later on, if I were to find a, a co-host... I would definitely look for someone who has a personality like Hila. Person? Like, I thought you were pretty on camera, but in person, you're, like, tall and thin and, like, gorgeous. And then I, Ethan's, like, mm -hmm. baby, like, I, here's the thing. Like, so, what kind of man would be appropriate for Hila? <sighs> oh, my goodness. I think, like, a like a Dennis Quaid type or, like, uh, like a even, like, a Zac Efron. Like, I <laughs> think, like, that. If you <laughs> like Jewish men, like, how about... <laughs> See, the brilliant thing about this episode is this girl, this Trish Paytas girl, this disgusting woman, they brought her on because they're, they, they do have beef with each other online. And that beef raises tension. And that tension just stirs controversy. And that controversy brings people's eyes onto this, this podcast. That's brilliant. You know, a lot of podcasts... That I listen to, you listen to, they, they bring guests on that they're kind of like the same person, way, same wavelength. A and A, you know, like water and water, hot and hot, you know, like, 
you need like you need the complete opposite sometimes you know in order to have the perfect dynamics you know just like ethan and eli you need like hc podcast and someone outrageous like trisha trisha here and that's why they wanted to bring her on the show i bet you know who wants to listen to just a boring person who agrees with you all the time you want somebody who's completely opposite of you and then you can start having arguments and then arguments turn it can turn into drama and drama gets attention drama gets views stern i think that would be more you think howard stern is uh appropriate for ela because he has the personality so you don't go for looks obviously but like you must like personality and howard stern has the personality he is more personality than me you think you have a he has a better personality you have a personality yeah but it's not as good it's not that because Uh, so when you so when you say i'm a troll what do you mean because the way what i define troll as is someone and I don't mean to be provocative, but I do think of you as a troll because I see that you are uh, at the center of a lot of dramas <laughs> that drives views to your channel that I'm, I sometimes question if you do believe that, that. Or, for example, when you respond to my video. You know, okay, Ethan's being fair. I mean, the way he talks, he's mature and he can throw in the jokes inappropriate. And, yeah, Ethan makes me laugh, too, sometimes. Cause yeah, he's just out there, just like other compared to other pod. He's the funniest podcast host out there, I would say. Joe Rogan would be would be the least funniest in my opinion. Just that guy never makes me laugh. I don't necessarily believe that you're as angry as you're or upset as you. This one, I even did a really angry response, like a really <coughs> nasty response. Okay, this girl obviously went on the show. She knew she knows what she's doing, the way she's dressed. The way she was responding to the questions and all of that, this is nothing surprising for me. But for most people, it would be. You know, like, why would they have her on this show? Why does she say these things? There's a reason for all this. It all goes, it boils down to money and business, okay? She knows that when she does this show, if she's she's just like that, she says these things, she's going to get a lot of attention back to her on her. And that attention will convert into money, okay? More subscribers, more people will check out her channel or social media and all that, okay? So this is not surprising. Having flamboyant guests, crazy guests on a show like H3. And that's what I like. I mean, all other podcasts, they really play it safe. Really boring and just not really out there compared to H3. I would say the H3 podcast would be the best example of a podcast these days. For me to emulate versus like, I don't know, like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Don't really like Joe Rogan. Other podcasts out there, not a lot that stand out in my mind. Anyways, moving on. I just wanted to bring up this video here. Completely different topic. This video is, uh, wow, it's got... More than half a million views now. <laughs> I, I saw this video because uh, I, I watched uh, the South China Morning Post YouTube channel just to see what's going on in China, get my daily uh, update. And this video really struck a chord with me. Okay, so this is at a, a ticket counter. And this Chinese woman cut in line, which is so typical for Chinese people, mainland Chinese people. 
and he scolds her and he's caught on tape scolding her which is brilliant that's that's what I like to see servicemen just you know not taking crap from customers like her she is being totally disrespectful if you've never lined up with mainland Chinese people before you won't understand this scenario what I'm talking about do it okay get on a flight get, get, go to an airport wherever tourist destination you you end up you will see you will find mainland Chinese tourists and when you line up with them they always do this to you they cut in line they bump you from behind they just they they act like you're not even there in lineup you don't even exist and this has happened to me so many times and I mean like most of Asia they don't understand that this this concept of personal space that we have you're like you know you should keep a space a certain distance away from me especially when we're lining up because it's you know you're getting into my space it raises alarm bells it's fight mode you know you're entering fight mode and yeah part of traveling these days that I really hate is just dealing with mainland Chinese tourists especially when I'm lining up or when I'm near them like this like I remember <laughs> I'll give you some quick stories. I was uh, at an airport waiting for my luggage to arrive at the carousel. And this Chinese guy, old Chinese tourist guy beside me, started hawking spit from his throat. Like, just kept doing that noise so loud that the whole airport could hear him. And he just spat on the floor, the airport floor. Holy shit. <laughs> so rude. And then when I line up at the ticket counter at the airport, there's Chinese tourists, they're hitting me from behind with their luggage. Like they're, they're physically hitting me with their luggages in my back. And I have to turn around and look at them and they don't even respond or apologize. And so I have to turn to my side or so where I'm lining up, my eyes are looking at them and the counter like this. So I, if they do bump into me, they bump into my shoulder or I catch them doing it. And I give them a just fucking beat down of just saying, fuck off, right? And then there are cases like this where Chinese tourists, they'll just cut the entire line like this. <laughs> Good. So he refused to serve her. That's a powerful lesson right there for anyone in, who's working in service, who's afraid to piss off the customer, just disrupt the harmony of the group. Bullshit. You got to lay down your... You got to put your foot down like this guy. I commend this guy. This guy 
obviously a lot of people agree. He he put his foot down. He said what he needed to be said. You don't cut in line, and if you do cut in line, you shouldn't be serving them. You know, in Thailand, I saw so much bullshit at the airport. You know, like Chinese people cutting in line and all that. And I asked the the ticket people, the service people in Thailand. I said, why? How do you deal with this this on a daily basis? You know, the stress, and they they just shrug their shoulders and they say that's just the way they are. But I I can tell that they're hurting inside. You know, they're just so bothered by this behavior, but they're just too afraid, or they they think it's rude to put your foot down and say something to them about this. But it needs to be said. It needs to be done. I mean, we're we're approaching a universal standard where. Everybody's traveling, and we're all getting becoming more globalized and all that. So, if you want to reach, if you want to maintain a standard, that standard means no cutting in line, no rude behavior like this. And people are wondering, like, why is there a social credit score in China? I think the social credit score is a good idea in China because it can stop people like these idiots. From ever flying again, you ever think about that? Keep them where they are. If they don't behave, if they act rude towards others, then they don't deserve to fly or travel around the world. It's easy as that. What's what's the alternative? Put them in jail? No. So, I would say a social credit score is good for. Mainland Chinese people like these idiots here, as an example. All right, so this is a good video to look back on. <laughs> Moving on, ah, Mr. Robot. This is my favorite TV show now, and if you if you don't know what Mr. Robot is, I would say it's like Fight Club with computers. Okay. If you like the movie Fight Club, you will like Mr. Robot. I think, like in my mind, Fight Club is a continuation. The、uh, Robot, Mr. Robot, is a continuation of Fight Club to present day. If it, if it, the story continued to present day, computers and hacking would be necessary in order to get towards the goals of Project Mayhem or Fight Club in general. In my mind, if they wanted to reach that next level. Erase the debt to zero involves technology, not just blowing up stuff. So when I when I saw this show the first, I didn't know what it was. Like I just discovered it by accident. Actually, there's there's a little bit of a、uh, American Psycho, a little bit of、uh, David Fincher's Seven. There's a little bit of.、Uh, David Fincher's Social Network. <laughs> in this show, there's, there's there's a lot of inspirations, I would say, but、uh, the main one would be Fight Club, and I'm just gonna play this clip. What is it about society that disappoints you so much? Oh, I don't know. Is it that we collectively thought Steve Jobs was a great man, even when we knew he made billions off the backs of children? <laughs> True. 
So true. All of you Steve Jobs fanboys, this is what's behind that face of yours, that face of his. This is what I see that you guys cannot. This is what he did. Or maybe it's that it feels like all our heroes are counterfeit. The world itself is just one big hoax. Spamming each other with our running commentary bullshit masquerading as insight. Our social media faking as intimacy. Or is it that we voted for this? Not with our <laughs> rigged elections, but with our things, our property, our money. I'm not saying anything new. We all know why we do this. Not because Hunger Games books makes us happy, but because we want to be sedated. Because it's painful not to pretend. Because we're cowards. Society. Elliot. Elliot, you're not saying anything. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> and if you didn't know that he has a self narration throughout the show, so he talks just like uh, the the main protagonist in Fight Club. That that jury is this like mind awake, body asleep, mind awake, body asleep, like, <laughs> like that droning narrative. Like, is this really happening? Is this what I really said? Yeah. So, if you're a guy and you like Fight Club, you will love Mr. Robot. And it's sad that it's ending. This is the last season. So, there's about six episodes left. I saw the fourth episode a few days ago. It wasn't my favorite, to be honest. It was very slow. And, uh, yeah. But when the technology part, you know, kicks in, the action kicks in. The thrilling part kicks in. It's a fun show to watch. Yeah, it's very smart, I would say. So, yeah. Mr. Robot. Ah, I love that show. And moving on. Oh, God. Star Wars. going to talk about Star Wars here. The Rise of Skywalker. Ah, final trailer. instinct feeling the force brought together we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does I hate this. Fucking hate this. Let me give you some fun facts. I saw The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi in the, in the movie theater. Force Awakens was... I left like saying, oh, what the hell? And then Last Jedi was so disappointing, I wanted my money back. Because it was such a fucking stab to the gut what they did. To that movie and the characters and the storyline. Oh, so disrespectful, you know? And the thing about this this final episode, this movie here, 
is it's going to be bad. We all know it. If you look up any video on YouTube or online or any forum, they're all saying the same thing. It's really bad. The leaks, you can find them online. I know what's going to happen in this movie. And it's not good. And here's the thing. Here's the problem with this movie. I don't like the new generation. I don't like this girl. I don't like Finn. I don't like Poe. The only thing that I do like a little bit is Kylo Ren. That's the only interesting character. This girl, this Mary Sue character, everybody talks about her. She's being all powerful. She has no weaknesses. She has no arc. She has no flaw. Not, nothing really makes me want to root or fight, for, like cheer for this girl compared to the previous protagonist, which was Luke Skywalker. That guy, he went through a lot of shit. I mean, compared to this girl who can do everything except close her mouth. <laughs> I call her uh, Daisy Teethley. Because she can't close her mouth. She's constantly doing this. Every every scene she's in, she can't close her mouth. She has to use she's got like flashing her gums to the camera all the time. Why, why can't the cameraman say or the director say, Okay, Daisy, in this scene we need you to close your mouth, put your lips together like this. She can't do it. She can't. And it's so annoying. And there's just so much more I want to say. The problem with this, this guy, he started off so strong in the first movie, Force Awakens. He was so cool when he stopped at that laser blast. But throughout the rest of the movie and now, up to now, he just sucks. He can't beat that girl. Imagine. Imagine you were in a boxing ring. A guy versus a girl boxing. And the guy loses every time. What does that say about the guy? This guy's a pussy. <laughs> he, he's been training his entire life. And this other girl, she's been training for like a few weeks. And she beat him. So what a... <sighs> he was cool. First few minutes of Force Awakens. But then after, I just lost so all respect for him. His, yeah, his sword is cool, but... Yeah, fuck. No. And now, they throw in this. Emperor Palpatine's back. I want to ask you, who are you looking forward to seeing on the screen the most in this movie? Is it Rey? Is it Poe? Is it Finn? Or is it Emperor Palpatine? Everybody says the same thing. It's Emperor Palpatine. They're all looking forward to Emperor Palpatine. Second most is Hayden Christensen reviving his role as Anakin Skywalker, but we don't know if he's going to be in this movie. Nobody knows. And now, you're coming together. Is your undoing. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my, my friends. friends. At my friends. The thing about C-3PO is, I watched the 
Empire Strikes Back again a few nights ago. Just to erase my mind, take my mind off this garbage here. <laughs> and it, when I, I realized, I, I saw Empire like so many years ago when I was a kid. But now I watch it now as an adult. I realized this guy was so fucking discriminated by everybody in Empire. Like Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca. They all just really hated 3PO. You, you can see how they treated him in the in that movie. Go back and watch it. And if he's referring to the old generation or the new generation, they did not treat him with any respect. They all talked down to him. They don't treat him as an equal. You can see it in the body language, the passive aggressiveness. 3PO is just... He's there, he's there to help, but nobody listens to him and nobody wants him to say anything to them. Does that make sense? So what's the point of his character in throughout this whole series? If he if he's trying to offer guidance, information, but nobody wants it nobody wants it, what's his purpose? Why don't they just replace him with like a tablet or a smartphone instead? Like a computer that doesn't talk like him. Right? I'm sure they can have a device like that in this world so i don't understand i mean r2d2 he's got a purpose he, he's there to unlock doors and i don't know solve tech stuff right but c3po his job was to interpret or just give information guidance but nobody listens to and chewie didn't do anything without han chewie is useless ray is the only one that understands chewie so if we have this Back and forth dialogue with Chewie and her. It's gonna be lame. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Okay, so the only thing I like about this trailer is the music. Like they they went for the pop feeling, as you can tell. The John Williams made the score and it sounds great that's the only thing i can say about that's great about this trailer but everything else sucks will i see this movie maybe because if there's nothing else playing in the theaters then i'll probably watch this one but yeah when i saw the force awakens when i saw last jedi in thailand the theater was empty and that was like the opening weekend so that tells you a lot about how asians or east asians perceive star wars it's like they don't they didn't grow up with this shit they're not really fanboys they don't really care it's just like okay here's another western movie for us to keep us busy off of our smartphones for an hour or two that's that's the, how they perceive it so yeah i just see a lot oh, on the horses on the ship oh, great idea bringing horses onto a ship just like uh, this guy ray ray Ray! Ray! This guy keeps chase. There is no love interest in this movie. That's the problem. In Empire, there was Han and Leia. But in this movie, it's like Finn likes Ray, but Ray likes Kylo. Kylo doesn't love anybody. And Rose likes Finn. Do you see the love triangle? It just goes like this. Nobody likes each other mutually, like Han and Leia did in the first. That's the problem. It's not fun. They're all frenzies, 
you know you need that that at least one love interest in this movie to make it interesting and make the drama just so much more effective you know like just imagine like if han didn't love leia leia didn't love han and then han was sent into carbonite it wouldn't be as effective if they were just friends you know think about that so there's there's so many problems with this movie i can see it already will it be successful who knows but i can tell you for sure that the hardcore star wars fans are going to be so disappointed with this movie and they're probably going to have an online petition to redo or reshoot the series so there you go anyways uh moving on this is a this is a fun video uh that uh got 20 million views <laughs> i know a lot about uh the producer here and uh, the setup for this video so it's about it's about a as you can see a korean kid meeting a an american kid for the first time What is your name? It's Hyunnoshin. Hyunnoshin? Okay. How are you? Good. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> he, he asked, he asked, how old are you? But she thought he said, how are you? She said, good. You know what? This is so funny because you know, for me, I lived in Korea as a foreigner for so many years. And this is a very typical conversation for any age when a foreigner meets a Korean person on the street or in a meeting or the first time. This is what it's like. This is what it's really like. That's why it's so funny. How old are you? He's 10. 10, um, I'm 8. I'm very younger. So, Koreans, they always ask you, what's your name? How old are you? Where are you from? Those are the three, like top three questions that they will ask every foreigner. And when you're a foreigner living in Korea, you get asked these three questions so many times. It feels like you know, you're being treated like a machine. You know, there's no originality. There's no creativity when it comes to introducing each other and Koreans and they have to ask you the age question because they need to know how to address you you because if you're older then they have to speak in a more polite language if you're younger they can talk down to you or if you're around the same age then you kind of like have like a neutral like uh, way of speaking to each other in terms of speaking in Korean but when you speak English none of these laws or rules apply so what I say to every foreigner that goes to Korea, right? And they, uh, they ask me, Justin, should I learn Korean or should I speak Korean fluently? The answer is never speak Korean because once you speak Korean, it's like putting yourself in a box or a cage, okay? You're limiting yourself when you speak Korean. Whether you are a beginner speaker or a fluent speaker, you're just setting yourself up for failure. 
because you're playing by their rules. And once you play by their rules, yeah, you, you don't have any leverage. When you speak English, they have to play by your rules. And when it comes to English, yeah, it, there's, it's just so, there's so much freedom involved. You know, for example, in English, we don't, we don't ask each other how old are you in the first, second, or second question, do we? No, we, we're asking more like just observations or oh, how's, the, how's the weather or da da da. Oh, that's an interesting I don't know, pair of jeans you have on or something, something like that, right? It's a lot more creative compared to Koreans introducing each other. So, this is kind of fun. Do you know how many years you stayed in Korea? That's just way over his head. Too hard. He doesn't understand. How long have you been in Korea? No, he doesn't understand. See, questions like this, like even if you ask it to someone who speaks a little bit English, it just floats, goes beyond their head. They've never been asked questions like this in English. It's more, they try to translate Korean questions into English. Like, how old are you? Where are you from? What's your job? You know, like that. What's, what's your hobby? So the questions that this girl is asking is, is very, very smart and very not normal. That's why he doesn't understand. I not speak English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am not speaking English. That's you, you will not. I am not surprised. You will hear that all, so many times when you speak to Koreans. I am not speaking English, no matter what age. They always say that. And the funny thing is, a lot of them can speak English. They like, for example, they can really listen to English very well, and they're. Their grammar is on point because like, they've been drilled more grammar than speaking or listening, other in other in, in in terms of English. But when it comes to speaking, yeah, they always try to give themselves a handicap. Like they can do it, but they just they're just too lazy. So they always say, "I'm not speaking English very well." But if you get that person drunk, if you get to know that person a little bit more in a few hours, they'll start talking. They're just shy. And they they don't want to you know lose face as they say or be embarrassed by you know like speaking or making mistakes, which is so dumb because you know if you're learning a language you have to make lots of mistakes you have to fall, and you have to just get up and brush yourself off and just you just keep going that's the whole point of having a conversation. You're never gonna have a perfect conversation. So you don't understand, okay? <laughs> mm. I don't really understand. <laughs> they always ask that. <laughs> Do you speak Korean? Of course not. <laughs> but they always ask you that. That's their that's their last resort. You know? When Korean's too scared or shy to speak English, they always ask that. It's the last resort. So, and then usually if the person says no, they, they try to make excuses to bail, like run away, bye, or they just run, because they just don't want to, they don't want to put in the effort, That's they're just too lazy, you know, and you can't blame them, I mean, they, it's not very often that they run into a foreigner in Korea, I would say like, like one out of 50 people will be a foreigner that 
speaks English or no Korean or even higher, I would, I would bet. Okay, so can't blame them. That's just the way it is. And that's this, this video is so funny because, yeah, so many, I've had so many interactions where it, it, it ended up like this. It's just like a routine, like a script. So, and then they ended off by just listening to music. Just now. <laughs> Yeah, they like music. Good for them. So uh, this is a really cute video, very popular video. But what intrigues me more is the man behind the video. This guy's name is Solfa, and I really like this guy. He's got a YouTube channel, as you can see, it's called Solfa. I've 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 been following him since the beginning, when he first started, and his videos are his concepts are so unique in my opinion like he's the one that came like if you if you know a channel called jubilee it's very popular right and they take they took a lot of the ideas of solfa and they, they made it their version an english version so yeah this guy i don't know he wants to be a producer and he wants to get off youtube eventually and get into more mainstream production which is good power to him but you know his his ideas yeah are so unique i just love watching and this is one example this is this video here this uh koreans try to shuck on a beer so funny yeah, so in Korea, this is true. A lot of Koreans don't know how to shotgun a beer because it's it's unheard. It, they focus mainly on soju. If you don't know what that is, like drinking vodka shots, right? That's their main choice of alcohol when it comes to a group gathering, right? Social gathering. So shotgunning a beer, it's more of like an American pastime. And... Uh, I, it's obvious that the Solfa guy, yeah, he went and studied abroad, and then he he took this idea, he came up with this idea to introduce it to the Koreans back in Seoul. So.
girl is so funny yeah <laughs> anyways so as you can see it's, it's a one shot right some shotgun koreans they can do this right if you give them the right format and give them a glass of beer they could do a one shot beer with a glass just one shotting with a can they it's they've never thought of that concept before so that's why it's so confusing for them i get it it's so funny but yeah koreans they love to drink they drink a lot. And uh, yeah, if you really want to make Korean friends, if you really want to blend in with Korean society, you have to drink, no matter what. That's just, that's the best way to make friends, build connections in Korea, is drinking. That's how I learned Korean, to be honest. I didn't go to Korean classes. Korean classes are so dry and boring. You don't need to learn all that grammar and textbook stuff that they give you. It's more about just remembering words, and having conversations, getting drunk, and having fun, just dealing with a lot of just miscommunication, body language. You, you can just tell a lot. You can read a lot about a person non-verbally. You know, it's just the vibes. And between that, is, there's a lot of alcohol involved. And that's the best way, in my opinion, to make friends in Korea. So do it. Get drunk with some Koreans and you'll never know. What 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 will happen? Okay, you might as we might have as much fun as like this, as you can see. So, yeah, check out this guy Solfa's channel. He, he's a brilliant guy, in my opinion. I'll probably meet him soon <laughs> if I go to Korea. But anyways, that's all the time we have for today in this podcast. So thank you for listening, and hope you enjoyed episode one. Leave your comments, questions, or feedback down below. And uh, yeah, until next time. Stay tuned for more of these videos, and uh, I will see you. <laughs> Signing off. My name's Justin. Bye-bye.